It's Friday, June 7th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. President Trump wants to weaken pollution standards for cars, and now car companies are asking him to put it in reverse. We'll connect the dots on why automakers are asking for this and why they care what California thinks, too. Then, robocalls. We all get them, no one likes them. And the FCC wants to do something about them. We'll give you the details. And finally, the Women's World Cup began today, and some of the players are fighting for way more than just a trophy. We're here to make your Friday smarter. Let's skim this. The most complicated story today is about car manufacturers and greenhouse gas emissions. That's because yesterday, 17 of the world's largest car manufacturers, including Ford, Toyota, and General Motors, reportedly wrote two letters to boys they've loved before. One to President Trump and one to California's governor, Gavin Newsom, asking them to go back to the negotiating table and agree on standards for how much cars are allowed to pollute the air. President Trump wants to loosen these standards, and Governor Newsom wants to keep them strong. And now car makers are saying, can't you guys just get along? Today, we're going to break down why this became an issue, why California even gets a say here, and what car makers are actually worried about. Let's take a step back. In 2012, the Obama administration issued a rule aimed at reducing greenhouse gas emissions that were contributing to climate change. Basically, cars had to become more fuel efficient, meaning they had to be able to go farther on less fuel. Less fuel used, fewer greenhouse gases emitted. The rule said cars and trucks had to be able to average about 50 miles per gallon by 2024. Car manufacturers didn't like those rules because it's expensive to build more fuel-efficient cars. And Americans love driving gas-guzzling SUVs. So when Trump became president, car manufacturers asked him to give him a hand here and loosen those standards a little bit. Last year, the Trump administration proposed a rule that would do just that, and then some. The plan would scrap that Obama administration rule and freeze those fuel efficiency standards at about 37 miles per gallon starting next year. But now car companies are asking the president to pump the brakes. They wrote in their letter that Trump's plan would weaken car pollution and fuel efficiency standards so much it will actually hurt their profits and lead to instability in a critical manufacturing sector. In part because of California. Thanks to an exemption in the 1970 Clean Air Act, California gets to set its own pollution standards, as long as they're as strict as the federal government. Because California is special. Its climate and growing population mean it's dealing with its own air pollution problems. When Trump announced he was rolling back the Obama-era pollution regulations, he also said, we're getting rid of California's power to set its own emission standards, too. California kind of freaked out, and the two sides started negotiating on it. But talks broke down in February, and now the Trump admin is planning to roll these rules out this summer, without input from California. Car manufacturers really don't want that to happen. Because even though California is the only state that gets to set their own emission standards, 13 other states actively follow its lead. California and those other states want to reserve their right to go green in a bigger way than the rest of the country. Translation, they'll sue the Trump admin if they don't get a say in setting emission standards. And that could lead to one long, drawn-out legal nightmare scenario for car companies, in which California and those 13 states, which make up a third of the auto market, maintain those strict regulations, 
while the rest of the country gets looser ones. For car companies, that could mean having to make different kinds of cars depending on what state you live in. Two totally different car markets inside the same country. The car manufacturers are saying it'd be a lot easier on us logistically and financially if you guys could just agree on the same emission standards. That's why they asked President Trump to try once again to work with California. And they asked California if they could loosen up a bit. So what's the skim? The car industry is facing pressure on two different fronts. For one thing, President Trump is threatening to impose tariffs on Mexican imports. Starting Monday, there could be a 5% tariff on all imports, including cars and car parts, which could hit your wallet if you buy a car here in the US. And now, this beef with California and the Trump administration over auto emission standards means they don't have a clear plan on how to build and sell new cars in the US. But any emission standards that come out of this are about more than California. They could have a huge impact on the environment. The administration's own projections say these new pollution standards would increase daily gas consumption by about 500,000 barrels a day across the US. That would only increase greenhouse gas emissions and add to the rise in global temperatures. So this is an issue to keep an eye on. Coming up, the FCC versus the bane of your existence. Robocalls. That's next. June is all about the Rainbow Connection. Because it's Pride Month, and this year's the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots that got the ball rolling. Here at The Skim, we know you like to celebrate smarter. We've got what you need to know, like the ABCs on LGBTQ+, and the icons that paved the way to Pride. Even our Skim HQers learned a few new things about Pride. How to be an ally, I thought was incredibly helpful. Like I know a lot of people identify as pansexual or like asexual and I never really understood what that means. I thought digging into the fact that pride is happening in different parts of the globe sort of at the same time, I thought was really exciting. I think I'll be more aware of the people around me and the signs, the symbols, the celebrations. Want to get your pride on? Check out all the guides at theskim.com slash pride. Happy Pride! Your social security number has been suspected for fraudulent activities. So once you That message, message probably sounds familiar. It's one of the billions of robocalls that's been placed in the U.S. every year. Yesterday, the Federal Communications Commission voted decisively to do something about it. They're giving cell phone companies more power to block robocallers. And they're hoping the new rules will stop robocalls from bothering people as much. Here's FCC Chairman Ajit Pai. But we think these actions will help consumers in the near term and in the long term to get the peace and the quiet that they deserve. So what do these new rules actually do? Basically, they make it so cell carriers like AT&T and Verizon can block all those calls from your phone automatically. Keyword, automatically. Some service providers already offer call filtering services, but you have to opt in. And many people don't know they exist. Now, customers will have more control over who's blocked from their phones. And carriers will also be required to tell their customers how their call blocking services work. But here's the catch. Those carriers can teach you, but they might have to charge. While the FCC says they encourage carriers to provide better call blocking services at no extra cost, the new rules don't require carriers to make these blocking services free. So how are carriers going to decide which calls to block? That part's TBD. 
The FCC is kind of letting cell carriers do this their own way for now. But the FCC is pushing them towards a special system called Shaken and Stir. Yes, like an indecisive James Bond. Shaken and Stir helps carriers verify that callers are legit and not hiding behind phony caller ID numbers before they get to consumers. One problem, technologies like Shaken and Stir aren't perfect. They'll block robocalls, but they could also block callers that aren't in your contacts list, like your doctor or the pizza delivery guy. So why is the FCC addressing this problem now? Robocalling scams are actually on the rise. From 2017 to 2018, the number of unwanted robocalls increased by almost 50%. Last year, Americans received tens of billions of spam calls. It's gotten so bad that the FCC has said robocalls are the number one complaint they receive from customers. Plus, there's movement in other parts of the government. Earlier this year, Congress introduced bipartisan legislation that would criminalize illegal robocalling and make it easier to enforce anti-spam policies. This bill has already passed in the Senate, and now it's heading to the House. The FCC expects carriers to roll out these filtering systems later this year. Till then, good luck with all those calls from numbers that are eerily similar to yours. Sure, a glass of rosé sounds like a great way to start your summer Friday. But for the top female soccer players from 24 countries, they're putting on cleats. The Women's World Cup kicked off in Paris today, with host country France taking on South Korea. The U.S. team is looking to defend its championship title. When the team took on Japan in the last final in 2015, it was the most-watched soccer game in U.S. history. But the players are fighting for a lot more than just a championship trophy. The U.S. women's team is looking to level the playing field when it comes to equal pay. They're in the middle of a major gender discrimination lawsuit back in the States. Also, one of the world's best players, Ada Hegerberg from Norway, is sitting out of this year's World Cup in protest over gender inequalities she saw on her team. So yeah, expect there to be a lot of tension to work out on the field. For more skim on everything you need to know about the tournament, check out our guide at theskim.com guides. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you from space. As early as next year, NASA will start letting normal people, and not just its own astronauts, stay over at the International Space Station. In space. Usually, only trained astronauts are allowed on board the ISS. But in the 2000s, Russia flew some tourists to the station. Now, NASA is going to start letting people on too. They're not flying you up themselves. You'll have to catch a ride with SpaceX or Boeing on board their rockets. In the end, the whole trip is only expected to cost about $50 million, plus about $35K a night for room and board. So far, no discount for off-season booking. And that's all for Skim This. Thank you so much for listening this week, and don't forget to hit subscribe. We'd love for you to share the show with your friends and rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. A lot of news happens over the weekend, so if you want to catch up first thing on Monday, sign up for our morning newsletter, The Daily Skim. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. You can sign up at theskim.com. 